All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commission, Denver Desert Dog, talking week 11 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Joining me tonight from the Seawolves, Phil, Bruce, how's it going, buddy? Life is great. The sea has not been all that much fun. Another close loss for the squad. Got a bunch of loser leaves town matchups coming up. Well, I guess I just must win because I'll I'll be the only one that leaves town if I lose. Uh, but happy to be here. A lot of great topics for us to dive into tonight. Owner of the steal of the draft, Josh Allen. So <laughs> that's when I knew I was screwed. Yeah. When everybody kept saying that. The only stealing with Josh Allen is the other team and the ball. <laughs> That little chuckle came from <laughs> Take Your Ball and Go Home, Shane Stein. How's it going, buddy? Uh, great to be back, Matt, after our, our little reprieve. Man, T-Bag is just on an epic slide right now, huh? Getting beat by teams that don't even start a, a wide receiver two last week. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bull for throwing somebody into the game who I've never heard of on Monday night. <laughs> just because he hadn't played someone on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and he still uh, beat me handily by like 15. So, <laughs> But yeah, we're uh, on a four-game slide, still leading the division somehow. Um, expecting that to, to end shortly. Not in stats or like points scored, but it's a matchup league, plenty of other leagues. All right, I got some AFC North trivia tonight, but... Phil, you said you have some stuff you want to bring up. Look, it's been a few weeks. I know I've I've been busy traveling. You guys have had some shit going on. There's just been some pretty big sports topics that have crossed my desk that I've I've put in the back of my mind and just said, when things slow down, I need to get the input from this podcast. The the listeners need this content. I think Shohei's going to go to the Dodgers, if that's what you're talking about. I don't know who that is. Um, so the first topic, I only have two, but I, I do want to get your thoughts on it. And you bring up baseball. That October run for the Phillies, again, man, the, the excitement, the energy, and I'm, I'm really zeroing on, on Bryce Harper. Like He brings an excitement to the game that I don't think I've seen since the steroid era. Like, my kids are going to school. They're coming home, and they're saying, like, we want to watch the Phillies, and, and, like, what's Bryce Harper doing? They don't know anything about baseball, and they're asking about him. So his ability to make it, like, so much more fun and exciting has really changed the game, like, the last two years, especially with the playoff runs. So my question, question one for you guys, and, Kaz, I'll let you take, take this. Is Bryce Harper ruining baseball? I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, the excitement, <laughs> the energy, like the Hall of Fame voters hate that. You gotta right. respect the game. All right, what's your next topic? <laughs> Hit your home run and then go sit down in the dugout. Don't, don't, don't celebrate. All right, next topic. I had to look this up. This is this is a good one. <clears throat> um, 
45th president of the United States, Donald J. <laughs> Donald J. Trump, inauguration day, January 20th, 2017. Mike Tomlin's last Steeler playoff victory, January 15th, 2017, which means Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game since the Obama administration. However, this week, Mike Greenberg came out with just <laughs> a fire take that said, this guy is so good, and he's doing such a phenomenal job this year. We need to rename Coach of the Year Award to the Mike Tomlin Award. Who's right? I don't understand. Because Mike Greenberg is one of the most influential sports minds of our generation. <laughs> you've, been, you've been catching up on your get up Phil <laughs> I don't even know is that the show that he's on I, I forgot yes it is and Phil office. has clearly spent a lot of alone time in hotel rooms <laughs> over the last couple of weeks because there's literally nothing to do during the day but put on get up it's a great show alright you have to respond to one of those questions I have nothing to say Shane if you want to Mike Tomlin is a good coach, but I don't yeah, know. That I mean, the, I don't I know that there's a lot to be said for the consistency. I mean, I know we make fun of him, clock management issues. I mean, it's still tough to win in the NFL. So, I mean, he's still a good coach. He's still, I would say, a top six coach in the NFL. Just trying to think of names off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, there's 15 of them that are awful, and I wouldn't trust being my taxi driver, let alone. <laughs> but at, at what point do you, like, do you give him another three years, five years before he shows any kind of progress, or are you just, hey, this is AFC North football, you're competing for a division title, they're you're in, first, in, you're out. In first place. Oh my god! They're a half game back. Okay, easy. And and their and their schedule stinks the rest of the way too. Like this this team is going to get ten wins. Yeah. Which you might have to check your notes on this. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. A lot of people don't know that and don't talk about that. <laughs> Can we get a trivia, please? Yes. Yeah, so trivia is. AFC North related. Nice. Thank right. God. Um, and I'll start off by coming into tonight's game with 70, 82 more rushing yards. Lamar Jackson would have 5,000 rushing yards as a member of the AFC North. There are 15 players in AFC North history who have either 5,000 rushing or receiving yards. Seems really low. Now, this is since it went to the AFC North, so guys like Lynn Swan, those guys don't count. What, what year did it go to the AFC North? I don't know, but we're talking recent players. 
No, I'm trying to think if like a Jerome Bettis was more AFC Jerome Bettis Central. is not on this list, so. Okay. So 5,000 rushing or receiving yards in the AFC North. Yes. There While they played in the players. AFC North. Correct. So this is uh, only as a member of an AFC North team. So like you can't have players that did most of the work outside of that division. Okay. So. I'll go first and embarrass myself. I think I have a few. Let's go Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis is first all-time in rushing yards for the AFC North, 9,243. All right. I was going to go with a guy we're watching tonight, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is fourth among AFC North rushers, 5,914. Oh, man, this seems too easy. Just to help, there's seven running backs and eight receivers. So just to help out. I think Mr. Big Chest has to be on here. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown. First all-time AFC North receivers, 11,207 yards. That's pretty good. That's Antonio Brown for those that don't know who Mr. Big Chest is. All right. Um, I'm going to go with guy that we witnessed get absolutely destroyed earlier this year about Nick Chubb. Good one, Shane. Uh, Nick Chubb, second all-time in AFC North. 6,511 rushing yards. I, I think Santonio Holmes is on this. Santonio Holmes is not on this list. Oh, God. 3,835. My home division. 20 yards behind Juju Smith-Schuster. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, well, I was going to go with A.J. Green. A.J. Green's fourth amongst AFC North wide receivers, 9,430 yards. <clears throat> Chad Ochocinco. Second all-time AFC North receivers, 10,454 yards. Who did you guess wrong, Phil? Antonio Holmes. Holmes. Um, well, I was going to go with... I believe he's a professional boxer now, but how about Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is sixth amongst AFC rushers, 5,419 yards. I didn't think he played that many seasons. Hmm. How many, how many yards did he have? 5,419 rushing yards. Jesus Christ. Seems really low. <laughs> I thought he only played like four years before he played <coughs> music. <clears throat> All right. Um, I wish I knew when this started. When the AFC North started. It'd be helpful. I mean, it would only hurt me. Because I have a couple more names, but I don't. Um, 
Yeah, Love, like Love, Bell, Love Bell only played five years with the Steelers. He did play five. That was a pretty bad guess, then. Well, I mean, if I would have known he knew played, played five, then I would imagine he got to 5K. Is Ray Rice on this list? That was going to be my next guess. Hold on, I'm trying to find out when did the AFC North start. Ray Rice got to be on this. After the 2002 season is when they realigned. Okay. Yep. I guess I've got a couple then. Ray Rice is third, six thousand one hundred and eighty rushing yards. Jesus, so you've gotten low. in the top. Uh, I guess suspended. Yeah. You've gotten the top four running backs and number six. You got two running backs left. Started in two thousand two. Yep. All right. In that case, I got it. I think I got a pretty good one. Um, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward third all time, 9,524. So you've gotten the top four AFC North receivers. <laughs> so four receivers, two running backs left. Willie Parker. Fast Willie Parker is wow. on this list. He is number seven, 5,378. One running back left. I'd say he's probably the toughest one. <clears throat> How about, I think, uh, 2002. How about TJ Hushmazili? TJ, who's your mama? Fifth all-time AFC North, 5,952 <clears throat> receiving yards. I think I have like one more. Three more. Have to... Three receivers, <laughs> one running back. Left. Hmm. I think it's got to be a Brown running back. I can't think of another Brown running back. But... No. Can't think of another Steelers running back either. I don't think Peyton Hillis is on this list. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Bengals running back. Bengals receiver. Ravens receiver. And Ravens and Steelers receiver. Hmm. Well, I had one Ravens receiver left, so. Ravens and Steelers. Oh, not, not the same. Okay. Another Steeler. Yes, he played for the Steelers and the Ravens. Okay. Uh, Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace is that player. Wow. Sixth all-time, 5,807 receiving yards. That's impressive. So two Bengals, one Raven left. <clears throat> um, I think the Ravens receiver is Derek Mason. That is correct, sir. 5,700 and 77 receiving yards. Two Bengals left. Two Bengals left. I don't think I have either of those. Is that the law firm, Ben Jarvis Greenhouse? It is, it is not. <laughs> no. Shit. Bengals receiver. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, 1,850 yards. <laughs> Way down there. He, he is not on this list. 
All right, so the receiver. I was going to say, I don't think Corey, Corey Dillon left for the Patriots in like 02. Yeah, he's not on here. Hold on, hold on. Can you give us another hint for the receiver? I feel close to him. Um, I can't think of a good one that wouldn't give it away. How about Cedric Benson? Said Benson is just outside 4,176. Oh, man, that was a good guess. Oh, man. I got nothing left. Yeah, I'm out. All right. Not to be confused with the Notre Dame great, Rudy Johnson. 5,742 rushing yards. No, no, no. Fifth all time. I don't think many people would say Rudy Johnson's a better player than Le'Veon Bell, but numbers don't lie. <laughs> um, and then the receiver is Tyler Boyd. What? No. Yep. 112, no. Game, 112 games played with the Bengals, 5,750 receiving yards. He's played 112 games. Yes, he has. Jesus. Good question. That good was question. good. Yeah, he's been in the league since 2016. Wow. He's had 2,000 yard seasons. Wow. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought he played that many games. All right, so <clears throat> week 11, Sons of Fantasy Football League. Uh, things are pretty bottled up here. Got a lot of four and five, four and or four and six, five and five and six and four teams. So, like Phil said, a lot of must-win matchups here in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Um, there was a time when I don't think anybody thought the Abusement Park would let go of first place in the Favre division, but the Steel Curtain sits atop that division right now at seven, two, and one. And like Shane said, take your ball and go home. Still holding on at five and five. Spears still holding on at six and four. So, um, <clears throat> things very bottled up. First game of the week, we'll start off with the Bull Weevils versus the Reading Renegades. Um, Bull Weevils projected to win one thirteen. Hold on, I have to. Get rid of this ESPN bet ad that they're making me look at. You guys got your accounts? I could not get out of that screen. <laughs> you just have to click off, yeah. Um, I, don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about, so. We, we know. Barstool Sportsbook <laughs> is renamed as ESPN Bet, so they have their own betting app now. Nice. Yeah, further proof that all sports are rigged. Um, Bull Weevil's... Projected to win 113 to 84. Got themselves a nice little lead right now, 15 and a half. Oh, God. To 5.4. So Joe Mixon gets the, the early tutter. And Zay Flowers not doing a ton. Well, doing a little bit for the Renegades here as we approach halftime. Um, Bull Weevil's side. Brock Purdy, Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, Jill Model, Christian Kirk, Trey McBride, Brees Hall, Nico Collins, Renegades, Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, 
Zay Flowers, Garrett Wilson, Pat Frymuth, Deontay Johnson, and Gabe Davis. Start off on the Bull Weevil side. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, the new Arizona weapon, Trey McBride? He's had a nice couple, uh, two out of the last three weeks. 10 for 95 in a score against Baltimore. 8 for 131 against Atlanta last week. Had a bad game against Cleveland in week 9, but um, definitely seems to be a tight end that you want to have on your team this time of year. Is He's definitely emerged as a target for Arizona. Gets Houston this week. What are your guys' thoughts on McBride? Yeah, emerged as a target and quite possibly the, the number one guy there. Um, team that doesn't have much to play for, probably see what he's got rest of the way. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him continue to put up some some nice numbers um, as they see, try to try to work some some things in with him and, and Kyler down the stretch here. Um, been a really pleasant surprise, and see if this guy can work his way into um, the upper echelon of the of the tight end. Maybe we get another option at tight end here. <clears throat> in the old uh, the old landscape. What kind of run has Ertz been getting? Is he, is he, is he hurt? He's been hurt for a couple weeks now. Okay. Um, yeah, I wonder how much that changes rest away if he comes back. But he looks solid. This should be a high-scoring game against C.J. Stroud. We'll <laughs> say that, and it'll be like a 9-6 to six game. But tight end, you... If you can get some ceiling, like floor is impossible to find in tight end outside of Travis Kelsey. But if you can get some ceiling with the guy, you got to throw him out there. And this, he's got as high of a ceiling as anybody else right now. <coughs> Pretty good uh, tight end rookie class between McBride, Laporta, uh, the dude from the Raiders, Meyer. Kincaid. Kincaid and uh, Musgrave. So... Might be able to get a couple uh, guys to solve some puzzles here over the next couple of years. Be nice to have. I mean, it's been a while. It's a bad position. Like Taysom Hill, I I can't drop Taysom Hill because he's just. A, yeah, I mean, if you're not getting one of the top guys, you're you're like Phil said, you're picking someone that you're hoping can pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's that's what you're kind of looking for. I mean. I mean, if you get four or five points, like you're not really losing too much to the seven through twelve guys in the league. We're, we're a long way away. We're we're a long way since we've had the, the days of like where there were eight, nine, ten serviceable tight ends in the league. I'm thinking like probably it's probably about ten, twelve years ago at least. Yeah, it's it's a bad position. Kyle Pitts, guys like that, just have murdered the position. I don't know who I want to talk about on Fegley's team. It's not great over there. Um, But I don't know if anyone had Latavius Murray being a fantasy factor in 2023 on their bingo card. But he had 13.9 points against Denver Monday night. Gets the touchdown, 68 rushing yards. James Cook had one fumble and couldn't handle a handoff from, from Josh Allen, another one. So, I mean, Latavius Murray, like, 
how does this happen in 2023? Todd Gurley doesn't have a job, and we're still running oh Tavius Murray out there. Guy can't even feed himself. Yeah. God. Let the man make a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you guys think about Lat Murray? Yeah, I mean, someone's got to run the ball in the offense, right? I mean, we've talked about it, I think, a couple times in the past about, I mean, Josh Allen has pretty much been their running game for a while. Um, you're never too excited about owning the Bills running back in the past few years. Um, offense is a little bit of a mess, but it was 9 for 68 against Denver, which isn't a great run defense. Um, so a little inflated there. But, I mean, touchdown-dependent guy. Someone that could maybe get a couple goal line carries. Um, could do worse. <laughs> I look like an idiot. I picked the wrong aging running back. I have Damian Harris sitting in my IR slot. Um, guess it was it was Let Murray the whole time. I look. I Leonard Fournette waiting in the wings here though in Buffalo. He's probably was he on Fegley's bench too. Uh, I think he is actually. No, he's not anymore. He, he was for a little bit. Big game, Lenny. Yeah. My God, I don't. I don't know what's going on with Buffalo. They're just. They're desperate. They're, they're trying everything. Nice to see, Dalvin Cook getting some run though. <laughs> I'm happy to see him land on a team that can play him. <laughs> I think we're all going to take the Bull Wheels to win this one. <laughs> Yeah, after the Fegs, obviously, I mean, most of the league probably, other than Bull, rooting for Fegley this week. Need to bowl one of those 5-5 five and five teams. But uh, after the Zay Flowers, Big Tutter gets called back. Um, he needed something like that, a huge play. This is this is Bull Weevils. Bull seems pretty good. Yeah, it's Bull. It, it, it's not particularly close. <laughs> All right, next game, Abuseman Park against Team Ice Cream. Pretty good matchup in terms of record, but Spears' team still reeling, I would say, uh, due to injuries and also some bye weeks this week. Um, does get Justin Fields back this week, but it might not matter because he's picked up C.J. Stroud. Um, MVP candidate C.J. Stroud for the hot takers. Abuseman Park projected to win 112-89 to in this matchup. Let's start off with the ice cream. C.J. Stroud, James Conner, Dante Foreman, Chris Goblin, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, Antonio Gibson, and Jacoby Myers. <clears throat> We've seen uh, last week, huge game for Brandon Cooks, 9 for 173 and a touchdown. He's only had two other weeks this season over... Uh, 10 points, wide receiver 52 on the season. Gets, I think, a good matchup against Carolina. Dak's been playing well lately. I think there's a chance for a big game from Brandon Cooks this week. There's always a chance for a big game from Cooks. He's he's always been kind of a... Has a few of those games every year where he, where he has some big play tutters. Um, Carolina is obviously not very good. Um Dak doing exactly what we, we talked about, where just playing the worst team in the league and at home, lighting up the scoreboard, getting everyone back on his side. Um, it's another bad team here, so expect him to play well. <laughs> um, but 
I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I, I think that was more of an outlier performance last week from Cokes than, than what we're going to see rest of the way. Yeah, big players show up for big games. If you would have told me Brandon Cooks was going to double the scoring output of Josh Allen last week, I would have probably laughed in your face. But matchup league, plenty of other leagues if you don't like it. This dude stinks. He's washed. He's not. This is a CD Lamb game. <laughs> There's been a couple of CD Lamb games lately. So appreciate that uh, confidence. Uh, Buseman Park, Joe Burrow right now playing for them. Uh, he's at 10.74 points, but I don't know that he's coming back in this game. Uh, it looks like the hands hurt pretty bad, so that may have an impact in this one. Going on with Joe Burrow, we got Travis Etienne, Jalen Warren, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, and Puka Nakua. Um... <clears throat> nice little pickup of Kyler Murray for Abuse and Park in case Burrow's injury is long-term. Um, I should also add that on Spears' side, there is a chance Justin Jefferson comes back this week. That team could really use um, him coming back, which would help. Um, but going back over to the park, let's talk about an AFC North running back. He's running back 28 on the season, but last two weeks, double-digit efforts. 11 for 88 and 15 for 101. Jalen Warren's emerged as, I think, a guy that is startable in fantasy football. Um, maybe not as an RB2, but definitely a flex consideration. What are your guys' thoughts on Jalen Warren? I think I think we all saw this coming. Um, been saying it for a while. I, think, I know you've been beating that drum for a while, that he's, he's just flat out better than, than Najee Harris. Um we're starting to see him get his opportunity here. I think he slides into more of the, the RB1 role in Pittsburgh. Takes a little more of the, the touches away from, from Harris. And I, I think he I think he is more of an RB2. I think the middle of the pack, bottom end RB2 is, is a fine slot for him. I feel like we're going to get a big disagreement here from Phil. He's making a face. I mean, I don't even know where to start with this one. Um... Number one, this no, is, Tony Pollard is not a number one overall player. So. He is not on this list. <laughs> no, Jalen Warren, if you guys go back to the preseason, he was so hyped. Like, this is where he got drafted, like, to be this player. So he's in line with what a lot of people thought he would be coming into the season. Not, not a lot of surprises. Uh, look, uh, Najee Harris... Everybody knows you, you can't line up in the shotgun <laughs> and hand it off to him. You got to line up under center and you got to get him running north south. Open those big holes in the middle, and that's when he's at his best. They just haven't been able to do that. Warren's a one cut runner, and he's just quicker to the hole. Not Najee's bigger, more powerful, but if you don't have him moving north south, this is a Warren offense. Yeah, but if you if you put Najee Harris in the backfield and get the running back the quarterback under center, can you just roll coverage? <laughs> and I that mean, would that, stop him? Like that yeah, that would stop if they rolled coverage to stop the run like that, they can just take him away. You guys are clowns. 
Are we not speaking proper football etiquette here? <laughs> Sound like a bunch of baseball guys. Um, yeah, I like Jalen Warren. I think he's explosive. I don't know that it's going to be against Cleveland. This has slugfest written all over it. AFC um, North football, baby. Yeah. Completely inept offenses. Deshaun out. I love it. Um, just want to add that while he's run into some tough luck lately, I do believe Scher's team is still very good. Um, so it should be interesting to see what happens down the stretch uh, at the top of the Favre division. Who do you guys have winning this matchup between Park and Ice Cream? Yeah, I mean, looking like 10.7 is what he's going to get out of Burrow. Um, like, I said, like you said, I don't think he's coming back. He looked like on the sideline, he couldn't even throw the ball. Like he couldn't, couldn't even do anything. Um, still a lot, a lot of good players on, on the park side. And I think there's enough there to hold off um, hold off the ice cream here this week. Uh, yeah, I like abusement. This is a, it's going to be a Tyreek Hill week. I can just feel it. And he gets enough out of Warren and, and ETN to get it done. <clears throat> I'd like to know if Justin Jefferson's coming back, because that might swing it for me. Um, I think I'm going to take ice cream in an upset. I'm going to gamble on the fact Jefferson comes back replaces Dante Foreman, Gibson slots up to the RB2, and I think that uh, that might make the difference in this one. So I'll take ice cream to win in an upset. All right, next game. <clears throat> Let's go with two, four, and six teams. Seawolves versus the Flock. Uh, got a bunch of Ravens, obviously, playing this one on the Flock uh, right now. Seawolves projected to win 107 to 94. Um, 16.1, though, right now for the flock with three players in play. One in play for Seawolves. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 3.7 here as we approach halftime. On the Seawolves side, Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Tyler Boyd, David Njoku, George Kittle, running the two tight end stack, and Jerome Ford. Um, got Chris Olave out on by this week. Uh, let's talk about, it's never, we can always talk about the King, right? Derrick Henry gets Jacksonville this week. We all know what that means typically for a Derrick Henry performance. <laughs> um, at Jacksonville, usually it's the Thursday night game, but it's not this week. It is. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. Give me a stat line prediction for Derrick Henry this week at Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going to go 12 carries for 38 yards. No tutter. Wow. This guy's, what? Cooked. This guy's cooked. He's RB8. I said what I said. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> He's RB8 and he had his bye. Um, okay. No, this is this is a get right game for the King. 
This I, I'm normally pretty good at calling these. Like a 65-yard first quarter long touchdown for Henry. And then he has a, like a mediocre rest of the game. But he's getting to, he's getting to 15 points this week. No, no sweat at all. But yeah, 65 yards. It'll be like just a gigantic hole. He'll look like he's running really, really slow, but he'll still be outrunning everybody. I forgot that Shane's new front seven is Jacksonville. Very good. He moved off the commies? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 18 for 75 and a touchdown. for Derek Henry this week. I don't know that Phil actually gave us a stat line. I think he just said that he's going to have a 65-yard running in slow motion run. Um, <laughs> no, I said he's getting to 15. That counts. All right, Flock, Sam Howell, Kenneth Walker, Gus Edwards, DK Metcalf, Odell Beckham, uh, Aconquo from Tennessee, <laughs> Keaton Mitchell, and Devin Singletary. Thank you for announcing the team. When you said that. I I wasn't even going to try the first name. Chiggy. Chiggy Oconquo. Um, Jason's been dying for us to have a podcast. And he's very excited about Keaton Mitchell as a keeper for next year. The Jesus. backup Ravens running back, who's number 50, running back 57 on the season. Um, he's had... Third string running back. Oh, yeah, behind Lamar, yeah. Yeah. Um, might be fourth if you count Justice Hill. So far, <laughs> so far, the Flock's keeper for next year has three carries for negative four yards as we approach halftime. Phil, your thoughts on Keaton Mitchell? Look, I, I've been there. You, you sell, you start just scrolling the waiver wire, you start reading scouting reports, you, you find hope and trying to look for something that's not there. But I'm not going to take the wind out of your sails. If this is what you're excited about, you have yourself a nice Thanksgiving and keep refreshing Twitter to see what's going on with Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there yet, Jason. Sorry. Um, had a nice couple of weeks the past two weeks so obviously some reason to be excited but um, I'm just not there I, that seems like they've had 15 running backs in the last five years and that uh, just seems that way um, I'm not sure who the hell the guy's going to be but I, I just can't get behind it being Keith Mitchell right now this, this is a podcast that Typically, will claim top ten keepers after oh one start. <laughs> so I can see why he was looking forward to that. Yep, that's a good one, Phil. Hey, if, if he went to Georgia, would you pull the trigger? <laughs> Do we know if he did or not? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he might have. <laughs> I have no idea who this is. I don't even mm. know how to navigate ESPN anymore to find that out, so I'm not going to take your time. Let me get it. Um, all right. East Carolina Pirates, not top 10 keeper. 
It's Georgia adjacent. So sign as an undrafted free agent. Jesus. All right. Damn. Do the, do the Wolves bounce back this week? I say yes. Yeah, I think the Wolves have just enough. Um, I think it might be a little lower scoring than you think. Um, off to a decent start. I mean, Flock, obviously the negative point four from Mitchell so far, not great, but he gets eight from Odell Beckham. I feel like that's a pretty uh, substantial gain for them so I mean I think it would have been I would have been expecting the other way around where Mitchell maybe was getting the the points and Beckham wasn't Um, but I think there's just enough here on the Wolves side to uh, to get a win my team's a lot better Uh, I I don't think it matters it's close I agree low scoring see Wolves pull it out in a tight one Gotta dodge, gotta dodge a big Sam Howe game. The Giants are pathetic. But, yeah. Yeah, Sam Howe, sneaky. Second uh, in the league in passing yards, I believe. QB4. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, next game. Uh, four and six mixed bad dogs against seven and three Denver Desert Dogs. Uh, matchup here in the kennel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dogs seven point favorites in this one, one hundred eight to one hundred one. Uh, bad dogs running out. Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, Jordan Addison, Cortland Sutton, Jake Ferguson, Devonta Smith, and Terry McLaurin. Denver Desert Dogs. Well, let's talk about the bad dogs first. Uh, speaking of the awful Giants and Sam Howell, I don't know that we've talked about Scary Terry yet this year. Um, he's been pretty steady. He's wide receiver 21 on the season. He's only had a handful of games in single digits the last two weeks being those games. Um, targets are still there. Got to think there's a chance for a big game against the Giants this week for Terry McLaurin. What do you guys think? Yeah, we saw what the, the Cowboys did to that Giants secondary last week. Um, I would expect more of the same. Um, I, I feel like the Giants are they're they're packed it they packed it in. Season's over. Um, doesn't seem like the kind of team that's going to fight back and be like, "Oh, this is a divisional game. We're really going to care this week." It just seems like the wheels are falling off there. Um, no, t- the, no tutters for McLaurin. That's been the only thing holding him back. He's been pretty decent. Other than that. So be, I like him to like him to punch one in this week, get in the end zone, put up a nice fifteen to eighteen somewhere in that range, kind of week. Yeah, I've been surprised by the consistency without touchdowns. To Shane's point, um, no no reason to not think there's plenty upside rest of the season because of that lack of touchdown. He'll get a few more tutters. I underestimated him this year just like a lot of people did no reason to think he can't be a, a top end wide receiver too rest of the way definitely have to dodge uh, a Philly output in that Eagles Chiefs game on Monday night on the bad dog side on the desert dogs got Patrick Mahomes Ty J Spears Josh Jacobs CeeDee Lamb DeAndre Hopkins Evan Engram Tyler Lockett and Tank Dell, um, potential for 
Khalil Herbert to come off the IR this week and maybe slot into one of those running back spots. But I I like Ty J Spears a little bit. Um, I don't know if there's much difference between him and Herbert. Question for my team. Let's talk about Houston wide receiver Tank Dell. I couldn't find his way in the lineup for me the last two weeks. And he had 27 points and 15 points, so would have liked to have that production. He gets in there this week with some guys out on bye. What are your guys' thoughts on Tank Dell? Yeah, he's been a pleasant surprise. Part of that C.J. Stroud MVP um, conversation and a big reason. A um, bunch of big weeks this year This year so far. Last two weeks, 25 targets. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Um, just in a heavy, heavy passing offense. And seems to be a lot of a lot of room for, for a bunch of guys to, to succeed. Nico Collins has been a little banged up, and he's been kind of the beneficiary. Um, it's a great matchup against Arizona. I think it continues this week. No, I don't understand the whole C.J. Stroud thing. Like, how, how is he just so phenomenal? Like, he's so much better than he was at Ohio State and so much better than all the other Ohio State quarterbacks. And Tank Dell is just the, the beneficiary of it. Um, they're they're letting CJ loose. They they're running him like a veteran, full playbook. He and he's been fantastic. So it's a real NFL offense. It doesn't belong in, in the AFC North. That's for sure. Tank Dell and like you're going to be able to sustain two or three wide receivers that are fantasy worthy in this offense. Tank is one of them. Noah Brown's also gotten some uh, some good run the last couple of weeks as well for Houston. Um, hoping that I can get more than five points from a quarterback uh, this week in this matchup because the last two weeks I have not had good uh, good games from my quarterback. So I guess the last three weeks actually. Um, who do you guys have winning this one? Between the dogs and the dogs. Take the dogs. I can't believe you didn't ask a question about Tony Pollard or DeAndre Hopkins. Like, come <laughs> on. Come on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> some question marks here with Jalen Hurts' injury. I mean, obviously, I, we, we all expect him to play, but he's a little banged up. Um, I like him in prime time, but against a tough defense in KC. <coughs> The Bad Dogs are, have a pretty pretty nice roster here. I like their lineup, but there there's only room for one Bad Dog here, and it is the big, big Bad Dog from Denver. Give me the Desert Dogs. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Hurts. This is the week Pollard's going off this week. Like, this is the week he, he flashes why he was in the conversation to be taking one overall. Um, I do also think it's a Devontae Smith week and not an A.J. Brown week. <sighs> dogs are just a better team. I, you know, Which dogs? Uh, the big bad dogs. <laughs> I think Shane referred to you as that. I, I like the dogs, but this this is a close one. Hurts, Pollard, 
Devontae Smith all go off. Wow. They all go off and you still got the desert oaks. That is <laughs> that good of a roster. He can't even get Tank Dell in there the last few weeks. Um, I'll take myself to win. No reason not to. Um, but before we get to the next game, because the next game is going to be take your ball and go home, George Pickens owner. Phil, why don't you give us an update on the DeAndre Hopkins, George Pickens. Yeah, uh, we, we refreshed the stats. I, I took a lot of heat for this bet. George Pickens, wide receiver 29. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver 26. This thing still has some legs in it. I, I said at the beginning of the season after Shane paid 29 for Pickens, and what'd you pay for Hopkins? Like 10? Less than, Maybe less. Less than 29. I, I said I would much rather have Hopkins, and everybody left. Everybody left. We made a bet. Now I'm going to be buying Bitcoin with that. The guy gets a four for 128 and three tutters in one game to, to make this a game, and all of a sudden, you're Nostradamus over there. Pickens' whole play is just go routes and hope for the best. Like, he is the live or die week to week by that play. <laughs> if he can't get that, if he can't get one of those, the guy's not even a, a wide receiver four. I, lo- I think he's a great player, but in the AFC North, it's, it's just different football. All right, next game. Fleetwood franchise 4-5-1 and one against Take Your Ball and Go Home 5-5. Five and five. This is a big one for both teams. Um, <clears throat> Take Your Ball and Go Home projected to win 104-100 to 100 right now. Obviously being helped by Jamar Chase and his 1.5 here at halftime. Only player in play tonight. On the franchise side, we got Tua, Brian Robinson Jr., Javante Williams, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Cade Otten, DeAndre Swift, and Ty Chandler. Um, so, some interesting stuff there. Jesus. One of which is, do you guys know who the running back four on the season is? I, I do not. It's Brian Robinson Jr. My God. Guy has been a fantasy stud this year. He had a big week last week. Big week last week. uh, Big week in week two. The rest of the weeks have been probably more flex worthy. But yeah, hasn't had his bye week yet, which helps. Um, What did he go for at the draft? I don't know. That'd be like nothing. But he gets that Giants uh, offense or defense this week. Got to think big game for B-Rabbit, Brian Robinson Jr. Oh, my God. Shut up, Siri. I don't think B-Rabbit is a – eight bucks he paid for Brian Robinson. My God. Cheddar Bob is what I meant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Definitely. uh, is Is this the guy we're talking about for franchise? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's been outstanding, um, and you gotta love him this week. I mean he's he's definitely getting in the end zone this week. You can count on that. Um, gonna be plenty of scoring opportunities for that Redskins offense or Commies offense. Sorry. Ooh. Um, yeah, he's, he's just been outstanding, and I mean did most of his work 
in the passing game last week. So he can do do it both ways. Um, get you on the ground, get you in through the air. Um, get you a girl who can do both. Yes, sir. <laughs> so gotta love uh, gotta love the the B Rob keeper eligibility as well. I was gonna say I'm I'm ready to talk B Rob as a top ten keeper. Oh my god! My god, who saw this coming? I I didn't think the commies <clears throat> were gonna show any life or Washington football team. Um, front seven, it's been talked a lot about. Thought it'd be a lot of low scoring games, but this guy, I knew he was good. I didn't know he was <coughs> like playing this well this season. He's a wide receiver or running back one play, probably top tier rest of the way. All right, take your ball and go home. Trevor Lawrence, Isaiah Pacheco, Chuba Hubbard, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Moore, Sam Laporta, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen. Shane, we're going to try and, try and will your team back to life here. You have a quarterback problem. Yep. Um, Trevor Lawrence was awesome for me last year. I think he was a sneaky MVP candidate um, for people this year. <clears throat> He's had two games all season over 20 points. Last week, he ran out the point one effort. What's wrong, what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I, I wish I could pinpoint that. Um, I think it's the easy answer we talked about a couple weeks ago. Is there, there's no rushing tutters. Um, they were there last year. They're not there this year. That's what I paid for. That's what I was looking forward to. They're just not there. Um, cost me a win last week. Um, probably could have looked somewhere else with a tough matchup against San Fran. But, I mean, all I needed was a decent outing from a quarterback, and I win. Um, I get nothing. and But it's just such a, just a tough spot. I'm, you're just expecting it to change because of what you saw last year, but it just hasn't happened for him. Um, I, I wish I wish I had a good answer to why... Um, he hasn't been able to pop it all this year. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, like, Shane, you haven't scored 100 points since week six. Yeah. We're in, we're in week 11. Yep. Um, you got you to gotta, you gotta waiver wire it. Like, With who? Have you looked at it? Last week you win RW one. He's, I mean, he's getting loose. I'm not overly excited about starting those guys, but I think they're going to have better weeks until Lawrence gets out of whatever this funk is. Jordan looks looks half decent last week. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'd rather lose because of a big Trevor Lawrence game where I played RW one or Jordan Love, then withstand another Trevor Lawrence point one effort. Sometimes you just got to shake it up in the clubhouse. <laughs> We're going to stick with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> He's your guy. Tennessee this week could be a good matchup. Who do we have winning this game between T-Bag and the franchise? 
Yeah, I'm grateful that you're not throwing me into the game of the week again for the eighth time this year. Um, <laughs> but although the projections when this started, I believe I was projected to win by like point zero one. So expecting this one to be a tight one. Um, I don't know how long my receivers can continue to put up the production they have. I got like 60 points last week from St. Brown and Allen in that awesome Detroit um, Chargers game. They're going to have to do it again. I'm not expecting a whole lot out of my running back crew again. Um, Man, I don't have any stats to back this up, but I think... In league history, I, I want to say I'm about one and seven against the Fleetwood franchise, somewhere roughly around that. How many ever times we played? I feel like I've won maybe once. Um, staring a two a game in the face. Give me myself in a very close one. Did Chase get hurt? No, Burrow. No, Joe Burrow did. <laughs> I saw. I saw Burrow did. He but wasn't really doing much before Burrow got hurt either. But one reception for ten yards. Like, how do you just get into these eighty to sixty point slugfests? I don't know. Um, <coughs> it's going to be a two a game. Two a B Rob. I like that. I think it's enough for them to knock you off this week, Shane. Give me the franchise. I'll take T-Bag this week, too. I'm not so sure it's a two-a-game. I can see Max Crosby doing some damage in this one. Um, so I'll take T-Bag to bounce back and assert themselves atop the Peyton Manning division. It's still warm weather. Those guys are going to get loose. All right, last game, game of the week. <clears throat> Nevermore against Steel Curtain. Uh, right now, this one's projected pretty tight, 113 to 112 in favor of the Curtain. Uh, two guys going from each squad tonight. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews left during the first drive with a lower leg injury. Um, so he's... Kind of stuck with his 3.3. Lamar's got 21.44 here. Um, Ravens about to get the ball back. On Nevermore side, we got Lamar Jackson, Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, Dalton Schultz, James Cook, Kareem Hunt. I'm assuming Raheem Mostert will find his way into the lineup here um, before Sunday. Uh, Curtin, we got Justin Herbert, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, Christian McCaffrey, and Brandon Ayuk. So, two of the better scoring teams in the league, at least on paper. Um, <clears throat> who do you want to talk about? I feel like we talked about Jameer Gibbs a bunch, Aaron Jones. Let's talk about Stephon Diggs. Um, I don't know that we always talk about him. Wide receiver number four on the season. Had his worst game of the year last week. Only three catches for 34 yards. Had his brother kind of chiming in on on Twitter. Um, Diggs should get Sauce Gardner most of the game. 
um, in this one on Sunday. Last time these teams met in week one, uh, Diggs went 10 for 102 and a score. So let's say over under uh, his output from the last time these teams played of 20.2 points. Yeah, you got to go under. Um, different dynamic at this point. Um, that was opening night. Little, little different expectations. Bills are a mess right now. Um, this could go one of two ways, I guess, um, which makes the question intriguing. Is I mean, Diggs, obviously, you get a receiver upset. Are they going to force feed him the ball? Or is this going to go to absolute just negative town where you see him pouting on the sidelines, smashing helmets, complaining about everything? Taking his jersey um, off and... Yeah. Taking his jersey off, retires. the end zone. Yeah. Um. Do, doing, jump, doing jumping jacks through the end zone. That, that, all, that also happened in the Jets stadium, I believe. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be able to tell our grandkids about, about that guy. Uh, but yeah. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on the side of it, it, get, it turns ugly. Um, doesn't seem like the nicest individual. <clears throat> Um, I feel like it's just gonna. I feel like it's gonna turn ugly in Buffalo. Um, I could see another loss here coming at home against the Jets um, this week. So under on the production for Diggs. Josh Allen also doesn't seem like the type of quarterback that feels the need to coddle his receivers. Yeah. So I I just see it going your way. Which is good. I, I'm gonna go a little bit of a different direction with this question. I'm more worried in the lack of a second good option in Buffalo. And I'm thinking, even even with Sauce Gardner, you combine Sauce with some rolled coverage, Diggs is just going to get shut down. I'm going way under this one. Not a Gabe Davis guy? I don't, I don't think he's there. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm not, I'm not a Gabe Davis fan. Uh, this t- Bills team's in shambles. But I think if they want to get back on track, they have to get Diggs involved. And I think he has a big game. So I'll say yeah, over. Yeah, he's been outstanding. I mean, he's, last week was the first time that he really didn't do anything, but he's been great the rest of the way. Yeah. All right, over on the curtain. Uh, um. I feel like we've talked about all these guys, but Ed, Ed's running into some tough luck here with Mark Andrews uh, getting banged up. Amari Cooper, um, you know, Watson's out for the year, so it's going to be P.J. Walker the rest of the way there. McCaffrey didn't score last week, so you know he's going to score this week. Um, let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. Wide receiver 16 on the season. Um, he's been steady. He had a big week in week one. Um, he's been in that like high single digits, low double digits. Definitely uh, targets change, though, when Debo Samuel is back on the field. George Kittle's looking healthy now as well. Um, so I think things, long-term outlook for Ayuk is trending down, in my opinion. Uh, what do you guys think about Ayuk? Yeah, he's a way better player than I thought he was going to be. I'll, I'll say that. Um, 
it's, it's also one of those things where he's some weeks in that offense, he's the number four option. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean, depending on whether or not it's a Kittle week, um, but if, if everyone's healthy, I mean, obviously McCaffrey and Debo are, are probably your top two priorities. Um, so you, you just don't know if you're going to catch a big week from him, but I feel like he's a good enough player to, to he's got to be started. He's worth a flex play. Um, he's, he's obviously been pretty good this year. Um, I, I just, it's just one of those guys you just don't really, you can't really pinpoint when it's going to be good for him. I feel like, I, I don't know. That's just my, my take on, on Ayuk. No, I, I, I agree with everything you said, Shane. There, there's too many mouths to feed and too many weapons in that offense. Like, if it's a Kittle game, if it's a Debo game, if it's a run-CMC game, Ayuk's going to be pretty worthless. I mean, if you have him, you have to play him. But your floor is zero or, or, or negative territory because they like to throw in some Steeler jet sweeps too. I don't know that Ayuk's ever had a negative game. We can look that up later, but... Um... <laughs> Check the archives. Yeah. All right. Who do you guys have winning game of the week? Two, uh, two pretty good rosters, in my opinion. Yeah, Nevermore is loaded, man. Um, at this point in the season, they're they're in really good shape. Um, knowing what we know, that Lamar is more than likely going to put up close to a thirty burger, if not more. Um, Andrew's a big gun for the curtain. Um, unfortunate out with the injury. Um. I, there's just some tough matchups I feel like as well for on the curtain side. Give me Nevermore, not particularly close. I mean, if they get Najee running north south, um, CMC. No, I can't see. Give me, give me Nevermore. I'll wait to see if Lamar runs this one in here. Fell down. Um, man. Yeah, I don't like Najee or Amari Cooper this week. Andrews, obviously, have seen. I'm with you guys on Ayuk. Yeah, I'll take Nevermore as well in an upset here, especially once Mostert gets in there, um, probably over like a Kareem Hunt. Um, definitely think Nevermore's in play. I could see Mostert having a big game against the Raiders. So. I'll take Nevermore to uh, close the gap between them and take your ball and go home. Yeah, I'm a big Curtin fan and a big Desert Dog fan this week, and I don't think the Curtin are going to help me out, though. Did Lamar just concuss himself? I've never seen that before. Uh, he, I like, tripped over his own feet and hit his head on the turf. Yeah, they don't care if he does or not. He's playing, so... No, he got he got cleared. Yeah. All right, anything else for week 11 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League? Getting down to crunch time, Shane. You getting excited? I am. I, am you know, I was just about to say I'm getting excited. This is a huge week in our league with, with all these bunched up four and five, four, five, and one, five, and five, four, and six. I mean, going to see some, some separation here. Um, it, it's exciting, though, because... I think there's there's a few teams that are a little bit above everyone else, but 
I don't know that I've ever been this late in the season in our league where I still think there's like eight or nine teams that have a legitimate chance to win the championship. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. One final thought for me, and I, I know I talked a lot about the Steelers on this, but one, one, one more comment. Being on site in Pittsburgh last week and watching that game, the amount of chatter and people wanting them to put Mason Rudolph in was incredible to me. Like, there's still... That's asinine. There is a Mason Rudolph truther bus in Pittsburgh. I don't understand it. I don't know why, but there are people that love Mason Rudolph and think he should be starting over Pickett and Trubisky. I don't even know if they realize he couldn't beat out Trubisky for the backup spot. (laughs) I don't know what it is. People are sick. Uh, I'll just add a thought that I'm preparing myself to get hurt because I'm the swagger's coming back. The dogs are feeling it. Oh God! Um, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. It's a desert dogs year, man. Yeah. It. It, it looks like your team's uh, loaded. You say that every year, even when his team is bad. You're like, this is the year where you make a trade at the trade deadline and you become the best team in the league. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> I, I didn't make a big trade. No, but you got the guy that leads the NFL in rushing attempts. <laughs> you guys all had an opportunity. This Plenty was, of leagues. This was not uh, a typical underhanded deal by the Desert Talks. This one, was, this one was on the up and up. So you, so. you do admit that the other ones were underhanded. <laughs> the other ones were a trench coat, <laughs> back alley. <laughs> No, this one was on the up and up. No foul play there. Um, yeah, we're feeling good about our team. We're happy right now. But you are setting yourself up to get totally screwed. Yeah, maybe. Um, just it's a good team. I like it. There's not a lot of holes. Not a lot of great players though. But we do some things, so we're excited. Not a lot of great players as he has the best quarterback, one of the top four receivers, the two of the top running backs in the league. Jesus. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, my God. Yeah, I know. Just wait till he starts playing well. Woo. All right. Thanks for joining me, guys. This was fun. Phil, thanks for staying awake. You look like you are ready to pass out. It's just the angle. I'm good. All right. All right. Big, uh, two big AFC North games this week. Got one on now and then Steelers-Browns Steelers later this week. Clear your calendars, fellas. Should be fun. Should be fun. Ravens have 24 points with four minutes left in the third quarter. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that they will be the highest scoring AFC North team this week. Um, All right. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for listening to this nonsense, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week when we break down week 12 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League.